Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, Queens. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Let us right now go to God in prayer as we open up this show that it will touch someone's life and give them many aha moments or just give them words of encouragement for today. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us again to wake up yet another morning. Thank you. And to have another day to accomplish our dreams and our goals. Lord, bless us as we pursue being queens of our empires. Help us, Lord, to have structure, organization, action, and leadership. Lord, let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks, but be steadfast, yes, unmovable, yes, unshakable. We ask for a special blessing, Lord, over all of those businesswomen that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone and isolated, and just not sure which way to turn. Lead them to Successful Woman Radio, O Lord. Lead them to the listeners of Successful Woman Radio, Father, that we may be a blessing to others, Father. Let them know that they are not alone. Give them the inner peace that they need, Lord, and the strength. Lord, send the resources and others to them that will help. Yes, Jesus. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and accept all of those blessings that are coming our way. We hold out our hands, Father, in gratitude, in praise, thanking you, O Lord. Father, continue to bless the Successful Woman Radio Show. Continue, Lord, to fill the hearts and spirit of all those who listen, that they may share and bless the lives of others, Father. Thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Wow, what a beautiful day it is. I'm looking out of my window here in sunny Atlanta, Georgia, and it's sparkling and shining away out there. So I hope to catch some of that wonderful sunshine. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you are ready to be productive for this new week because God has plans for you this week. He is ready to bless you with all of the things that you have asked for, but he's waiting on you, queen, to take that action. We've got a wonderful theme lined up for the month of March. It is connecting the dots in marketing. This month, I'll be providing you with ideas on how you can better connect the dots with your business and learning how to develop marketing strategies, having a better understanding of how how marketing is supposed to work overall. And so you definitely want to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time because I am going to be definitely bringing out 
all of the information and resources that I can on this topic of connecting the dots in marketing. We've got an exciting show lineup for you today. Of course, I'm going to be going over the five questions of leadership. As you know, that will help you set the foundation for your business. So get your pen and notepad ready. You know, and then, of course, um, our book of the month up until the end of February was Habits by Joyce Meyer. But I want to read you an excerpt from that book today as well. And, of course, we are going to go into our hot topic for today as we look at connecting the dots in marketing. Our first topic of this month is going to be how to find your niche audience. And, you know, this is, a, this is an important topic because so many businesswomen are still unsure of who their marketing audience really is, their target market, just one and the same, you know. And so, again, that is the first thing you should be concerned about. What, what is my target market? How do I find my target market? So we're going to talk about finding your niche market today and We've talked about it before on the show, but we're going to be digging deeper this month as we cover all things marketing and connecting those dots. I think part of the issue for marketing for a lot of small business women, it happens to be just that, is that they can't connect those dots. They don't necessarily know what comes first, what should I do next, what should, ha- what should be happening. And so, therefore, they're doing bits and pieces of a marketing plan or strategy, but they don't have it worked out all together to where there is synergy going on, there is consistency going on with the marketing plan. So my prayer is that I will be able to provide you with a better clarity on marketing and things uh, that you should be doing for your business each and every day when it comes to marketing. Consistency, of course, which is one of them. So let us go ahead right now. Um, and go right into the five questions of business leadership. Is have I set my business foundation? Have I set my business foundation? Now, as you know, and I will continue to do so, these five questions of leadership are very extensive this year. And right in question one, have I set my business foundation, there are five core parts that I want you to be looking at. So I don't want you to get confused because you're not actually seeing a a PowerPoint slide that will help you to kind of realize what I'm trying to give you. So therefore, I have to explain it to the best of my ability. And, you know, the, the only way I can explain, number one, Um, is that I am going to give you five core parts, and I will signal when number two of the five questions is coming up, okay? So everything that I'm getting ready to announce right now for you is a part of the number one question, how to set my business foundation, which is very, very important. So first we're going to start with number one, the core part of legal structure setup. You've got to make sure that you set up properly. You've got to make sure that you have a legal structure in place. And this is especially important if you're trying to build your business credit, if you're trying to uh, have a more professional presence in, in the business world. 
you definitely want to have your legal structure set up. And, of course, most people will fit into the, the LLC, the Limited Liability Corporation. And then you want to also make sure that your tax CIN, only after you have incorporated, has been applied for through the IRS as well. And then, of course, the second core part of question number one is strategy. What do you want to experience in your business? And then number two, what do you uh, what do will you do to support your vision and goals for your business? How will you implement the task to support your goals? And who will you delegate to? Okay, all of those are just so key when you're talking about strategizing. Now, slowing it down a little bit, strategy, right? I consider strategy to be fine-tuning and pinpointing the the steps that you're going to take in goal for marketing, you know? If your end goal in marketing is that you want to see, you know, 50 new clients or 10 new clients or 100 new purchases on your product, you've got to have a strategy, a game plan in order to make that happen. And the and preparing a strategy will help you to do just that. Now, you may have an overall marketing plan, which talks about how you're going to market your business, but then when you want to pinpoint and hone on um, a specific goal that you're trying to accomplish within your marketing, then you're talking about kind of pulling a piece out of your plan and developing a strategy that is going to focus on a specific goal, okay? And so, again, in doing the strategy, you have to ask yourself those questions. You know, what do I want to experience? What will I do to support my experience, my vision, and my goals for, for my business? How will I implement the task to support those goals? And who will I delegate it to? And remember, part of being successful in getting your business to the next level is that you cannot be an island all by yourself sitting out there in the water, Right? You've got to have other people that are going to help you. And this is especially true for those individuals who consider themselves solopreneurs, meaning that you're the owner, you work on your own, you're pretty much doing everything. You've got to learn to let go. You've got to learn to allow other people to help you, okay? And so as we continue on with all of the things that need to happen in order to build your business foundation, Number three in the five core parts of this is, is exactly that, forming your power team, right? As I said, you can't be an island sitting out in the water all by yourself, but you have got to reach out and allow other people to help you. It is when you have this aha moment, when you allow other people to help you, even on the smallest of scale, you're going to see some positive results come out of that. And I'm talking about forming your power team. A power team is a group of individuals that you have vetted, meaning that you have qualified them as someone who can do the work for you. And when you need them, you can contract them to get a project or a task completed. And, of course, when you don't need them, you're not having to use them. Many of the people that will be on your power team will be business owners themselves, but they will have expertise area that you don't have that expertise in. And this is very important. When someone has expertise to help you, this means that they can they can cut your learning curve, they can shorten it, and it means that they can boost your business 
because they know exactly what to do. They don't have to go take a class. They don't have to go learn how to do it. They already know what to do. The key part is that it's important that you already have written down instructions on the project or the task and exactly how you would like it done. Let them know the expectations, the goals for that particular task that you would like to see accomplished and deadlines definitely of when you want it done. So working with your power team, communications is key and making sure that you have, have did your due diligence and responsibilities to set, to set up your power team correctly, meaning that you have vetted these individuals, you know them before you're actually going to need their services, and you are ready because you have a description of the projects or the tasks you would like for them to do. When you start out that way with your power team or an individual that is going to be helping you, whether it is your virtual assistant who's kind of general all around who's going to help you or a graphic designer or web designer, anyone that is helping you, when you give them those instructions, it is way to go they go hit the ground running with taking care of their task. But they've got to call you 50 times back and forth to try to figure out what you're doing and you're feeling frustrated and they are feeling frustrated. Then you haven't done your, your due diligence. You haven't done your job of literally having that first meeting with them, explaining the instructions and the descriptions that you are going to give them and sharing with them your expectations. So, again, Forming your power team is very, very key, and we're going to be diving deep into the power team uh, throughout this year to share with you how important it really is. And then number four, okay, in setting your foundation, the fourth core part is automated marketing. This is an area that I had a weakness in as well. I am definitely seeing tremendous improvement, uh, and I am seeing uh, because of automated marketing how you are actually able to better reach those individuals that are either current clients or prospects you've had on your list a long time who haven't been responding. So here's what we know about automated marketing. The first thing is that automated marketing will definitely help you to maintain consistency as you are marketing your business. In addition to that, Automated marketing is going to save you a lot of time and help you take away that feeling of overwhelm because you shouldn't be at the last moment always having to jump on the computer, put in an e-newsletter, or put in something um, just because you have not done it ahead of time. So automated marketing uh, really depends on proactivity. It really does depend on you doing things ahead of time. So forming that power team is, is, is vital for you to grow your business. And then automated marketing, meaning that you are putting together um, ahead of time, you're putting together everything that you are going to need for a particular task or project to be automated in your marketing platform. That means that you have to come up with the email sequences, when they should go out, right? And it also means that you will definitely need to, uh, in addition to that, you definitely will need to be working on uh, the platform and setting up the funnel system that you're going to be using. Now, many of you know that I have recommended um, a lot of different software platforms, but the top three, I think, 
that I would recommend today is Mailer Light, M-A-I-L-E-R-Mailer.com. Then also, in addition to Mailer Light, I would be recommending as well Constant uh, Contact, which is another good one. I like Constant Contact. And then uh, a, a higher level, I would say, that uh, platform that Mailer Light does pretty much the same thing, but this particular platform, I think, does it a little bit on a higher level, and that is Active Campaign. Now, if you're looking for but to be on a budget and you're looking um, to have all the bells and whistles, uh, at, at least be able to create a funnel and to consistently automate things, then Mailer Light will do software. Um, kudos to the individuals that created it because it really does what big boys do, but at less cost. So think about that as you are automating your marketing. And definitely, if you would like to automate your marketing and you're not quite sure how, you definitely want to schedule a consultation with me so we can get you in the right way to go for that. Now, the fifth area of setting your business foundation has everything to do with money. You know, we've got to prepare ourselves to receive the money. And I find it very interesting that many small businessmen have not really prepared themselves to receive the money. So what do, what do I mean when I say prepare to receive the money? Well, number one, you've got to have your business checking account set up, right? And in order to have a business checking, they're going to ask for one of two things. They're going to ask for your business license, or else they're going to ask for your corporation paperwork or and your tax EIN. So one or the other is going to be asked for. So you have to have formed your business properly in order to have that business checking. And this is why I find a lot of clients that come to me and say, hey, I'm trying to open up a business checking. I need to do all these things, but they're telling me I need to be incorporated first. This is where the issue comes in at, because if you haven't incorporated or if you haven't set your business license with the county or city that you reside in, then you're not going to get a business checking. And um, that causes problems all the way around because you begin to commingle your money in with your personal monies, and before you know it, you can't really set a business budget to market or anything else because you're, you're spending the money, Right. So this is something you have to be very careful of. Next is, in order to receive the money, you do need to have a good keeping system. A good keeping system is going to help you to know how much money you're making and it will show you what you're not making. And I think it's when you can see that, hey, I've worked all week and haven't brought any money. You have to go back and say, well, what was I doing? How was I reaching out to individuals or what's marketing going on at all? But bookkeeping also it's going to help you to formulate all of those reports you need to see. It's going to help you to look at your break-even report, your balance sheet report. It's going to help you to look at your budgeting and whether or not you need to cut something out that you're paying for because you need to push that money over to the marketing side. So bookkeeping is very vital, and it's just not needed during tax season to print off a report so you can do your taxes, but it is something that holds you accountable, and it's going to help you to measure what your business is doing financially. So bookkeeping system is vital. And I think it should be started day one of starting a business. But if not, you guys need to get on the ball and have a good bookkeeping system. Number three in setting your foundation and preparing to receive money is setting up a good merchant account. 
And there are three merchant accounts I can recommend to you. I use all three of them at different times, but that is number one, a PayPal business account. Now, you may have a PayPal personal account, but I'm not talking about the personal side. I'm talking about a PayPal business account. Having a PayPal business account is going to give you, you can apply for the PayPal business um, credit card, MasterCard, as well as the PayPal debit card. Um, and various other offers will come into you, such as the PayPal line of credit and other things, as they see you doing good business using your PayPal. Now, you can also use Stripe. Stripe is another good program. I use it consistently, and I have never had any problems with my Stripe. A third one that you might want to think about um, is going to be Square. Square.com is very good as well. It's similar to Stripe. And if you're more interested in your clients not having to go through being invited to start a PayPal account or they may get a little bit confused on um, using the PayPal platform, then you can always depend on Stripe and Square. However, I will say PayPal has done an excellent job in, in having a user-friendly atmosphere. And for those people that don't have a PayPal account, they can scroll down and click, um, you know, just use my debit or credit card, and they don't have to use PayPal or even have a PayPal account. But this is if you have a business PayPal account. So I want to make sure that you know that if you have a personal PayPal, keep that personal, but go and set up a business PayPal. Very, very important. Here's number two. What are my top three business goals this month? Now, we're on number two now. I just gave you number one, you know, have I set my business foundation, and there were five core parts in that. Now we're going on to number two in the five questions of business leadership. What are my top three business goals this month? You know, you've got to have your eye on the prize. You've got to know what it is that you want to see happening for yourself by the end of the month. And I think at the top of the list is always going to have to be your sales goals, your um, marketing goals. I think that's going to be very important, and your lead goals, meaning how many leads are you generating. Number three is do I have my power team in place? Of course, here we're coming back around with power team. I mentioned it as a part of the five core areas in question number one in setting your business foundation, but now I come back around and I ask that question, um, again, have I, have I set up my power team? Do I have it in place? Again, this is very key. Number four, am I being consistent? With marketing and communications, again, number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communications? You know, I think this is very key because there are so many business women who are still a little bit confused on marketing, which is why we chose this month as a topic uh, for marketing altogether. And I'm really, really glad that we do have which you know, you know, how to find your niche audience for today, the overall topic is connecting the dots to marketing because so many people are confused about that one thing. And so, again, we want to help you to figure it out. We want to continuously bring marketing information to you. Ask 
yourself, are you being consistent in marketing and communications? Um, because it's the lack of consistency that's going to cause you not to have the results that you're looking for. And then number five, last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership is on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? Now, you all know this question is very pivotal. It's very important. And I've shared with you that out of all of the questions, this one is, I consider, important of all because without you having your belief level in check, without you knowing, okay, that you believe in being successful, without you believing that you can accomplish and achieve the goals that you have set for yourself, nothing is going to happen. You you must be the the first thing to spark all of it. You are the catalyst that will help in your dreams and your goals coming true and becoming a reality. No one but you, okay? So, you know, don't worry about the fact that, I don't have this money, I need this much money. Don't worry about, you know, I really need more money to get this, that, and the other. Because, honey, let me tell you, where there is a will, where there is a strong belief, there is always going to be a way to get around it and to do it. But what you've got to do is stop being that island out there in that water, right? Stop feeling like you're all alone and tap into the resource, right? Now, Successful Woman Radio can be a great resource for you, but you can take it a step further, okay, and go ahead and schedule a power talk on um, Women About Biz website. Now, if you go to womenaboutbiz.net, scroll down on that homepage, you will have instructions right there for scheduling a power talk. For those of you that are new to the show, a power talk is a 45-minute coaching session where I help you with either ways to monetize your business, make more money, um, what better ways to market your business, but you first have to make the appointment. You have to schedule, okay? And that's very, very important. So I want to encourage all of you, if you have not had your free power talk, for the year, you know, you get one each year, then you need to go ahead and schedule because here we are in the third month of the year, and there are still several members um, that have not taken advantage of that free power talk. So definitely I want to encourage you to do that. Again, instructions on how to schedule your power talk is simply visit womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. And then from there, just scroll right up under the banner on the home page, and you'll see it says free coaching session just for you. Click on the Schedule Now link and go ahead and get yourself scheduled um, because I think it's very important. So there you have it. You have the five questions of business leadership. Take that, ask those questions of yourself as often as you need to. The answers that you personally give are going to cause you to have to take some action on your business. So, again, you know, these, these questions are not just questions for you to haphazardly answer, but these questions are meant for you to seriously go over, and whatever you're lacking, that's what you're supposed to start working on, okay? So don't forget that, and don't forget to go ahead and schedule your Power Talk as well. Um, I want to just thank all of you for listening to Successful Woman Radio today, and for those of you that are new to the show and not familiar with who you are, who we are, Successful Woman Radio is all about 
helping you to stay motivated, encouraging and inspiring you to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. And that's what it is all about. You know, you can come here every Monday at 12 noon Eastern. You can plug in. You can get valuable resources and information that are going to help you take your business to the next level. And you will be able to put this information to use right away. So again, thank you to all of the new people and for all of my current uh, and longtime listeners. You know I love you. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show itself. I want to just mention a, a couple of things to you that you might be thinking about or wondering about. First of all, I want to say this. A lot of individuals are still trying to Get themselves together for the new year. I know where you are, girl. You know, for those of you that are in that, I know exactly where you are, and I I don't want you to be hard on yourself. I don't want you to feel bad about not getting things done like you had hoped, okay? But let me just say this. Love, I'm sorry, success loves speed. It really does, okay? And I've been thinking about that today as I have Uh, As I did my preparing uh, my mind for greatness exercise this morning, I thought about the fact that success loves speed, you know. This doesn't mean that you should be so anxious to just start doing something that you are speedy in doing anything without taking into consideration what you're doing, okay. So I want to just encourage all of you right now is that, yes, success loves speed, because when you do things quickly, the quicker you're going to see your results. But in addition to that, success loves being uh, proactivity. It loves you being proactive. That means doing things ahead of time. And if things are done ahead of time, then that in and of itself is going to give you the speed you need to put things in action. But if you're always doing things at the last moment, and this is something, you know, keeping it transparent, it's not always easy to do it. I struggle with it. So I know how it feels to always be stumbling over yourself sometimes and not getting things done. But what I have done is I have put systems in place to help me, and I'm also depending on others to help me so that I don't feel so overwhelmed, okay? So I want you to think about what I'm just talking about. I'm talking about you becoming proactive. I'm talking about you doing things at a faster pace rather than just keeping it in your mind and thinking about it. So this week, listen up now, listen up, queen. This week, I want you to be clear on the goals that you're trying to accomplish by Friday. So if you haven't done that yet, you need to just sit down and think about three things that you'd like to see accomplished this week. And if three things overwhelm you, just do one thing or two things. But you need to think about what you would like to see accomplished because whatever you think about, Uh, that needs to be accomplished, that that becomes your goal. Then for each of those things that that you would like to see accomplished, you've got to set, okay, tasks that are going to help you to implement those things. You've got to set tasks. And it's the task, the to-do items that you set that's going to help you get your goals accomplished. So, you know, you've got to go through that question, am I going to do it or am I going to delegate it to someone else? And if I'm delegating it to someone else, let me hurry up and quickly create a description for each of the things I need done so I can get it to them, okay? 
But Mondays are very pivotal because you have to start your week. You have to start your week moving quickly. Okay, you have to take action. Be very, very. Um, I would say you have to make sure that you have been very decisive in your decisions. You, you know, you're ready to move, and that's only happen most of the time if you take action ahead of time. So a part of the reason why most business women have not accomplished their strategies for first quarter, even for this year, is that they are feeling overwhelmed, they are allowing fear to get in the way, and they are allowing what other people think about them to get in the way, okay? And last but not least, they are allowing themselves to get in the way with all of that negative talking that's holding you back. So you need to be thinking on these things, and you need to truly understand that no one can help you be successful in your business but you. And I want you to take that with everything, with every grain of salt that you can because it is the truth. I know I've failed in business before. I've failed in projects and tasks. I've not done the things I was supposed to do. But when I got up and put my big girl panties on, when I snapped my behind, when I put myself in check, and when I made a decision to believe in myself at a high level, develop that unshakable faith, that level of belief so deeply rooted it compelled you to take that swift and immediate action. When I did that, I saw results, great results. And so remember, you are the catalyst. You are the key to all of your success. Don't look up in the sky for something to fall down and hit you and give it to you. You've already been pre-installed by God himself of all of the things that you need to be successful. So don't hold yourself back. Okay, don't hold yourself back because God wants you to live a life and he wants you to live it more abundantly so that you may become a living testimony for him. Amen. So let's get to it, queens. I know that you can build an incredible empire for yourself. As we look at the topic, connecting the the, the dots and marketing, which is our theme for this month, and you definitely want to make sure that you are um, that you have marked your calendar. You have you have set your calendar for all of this month. Again, connecting the dots and marketing. Okay, the important thing that you need to know and understand is that marketing is something that you will not regret until you really immerse yourself, immerse yourself into it, okay? You really have to wear it. You really have to begin to truly understand what marketing is all about. So what I have done, and I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to Relisha, our um, virtual assistant program coordinator for Women About Biz. I want to give a big shout-out to her for assisting and pulling our material and our information together. What you need to know is that marketing is the most important thing in your business, the most. If you want to know what you should be focusing on, if you can't do anything else, it should be marketing, generating leads, and closing the sales. Okay, those are the three most important things that 
will help a business to grow, okay? And you should know that you can't do everything on your own, that you are going to have to depend on a virtual assistant or a power team or someone to assist you so that you can do what you do best. So today we're going to talk about how to find your niche audience, okay? How to find your niche audience. Now, knowing the audience that you will cater to for your specific brand It allows you to be more efficient with your marketing strategies once you know who your target market is. This is because your ads, your posts, your emails will speak directly to that particular group of people, okay? Now, before I dive deeper into finding your niche, I must first explain what an audience and a niche are. What do they mean, okay? So let's define that. An audience is described as a group of listeners or spectators. So these are people who will be tuned in to what you have to say, tuned in in many ways via social media, um, something written online through an e-report that you've written. Uh, You need to know that your audience are those people who are your followers. They are indeed your target market. Meanwhile, a niche is a segment of that larger audience, okay? It's a segment of a larger group that can be identified based on their needs, their preferences, or their identity. Therefore, your niche audience is that set group that you can satisfy their needs and their preferences. So, for example, at Women About Biz, if we've just, we've just wrote a book on uh, time management for business women, right? Now, even though we have a whole lot of members that are um, – you know, a part of the Women About Biz Network, a lot of them may not consider that time management is an issue for them. Many of them may feel that they don't need time management because they are, they are good at scheduling and good at managing and keeping up with their time that, that's allotted them. But then there are some business women who say, I'm not doing well with my time management. I'm always late for events. I'm always late for meetings. I'm not doing things ahead of time. And it's just overwhelming me. And I got to get time management. I've got to get a grip on it, right? That's a niche audience then. We are, we're, we are then looking for women and serving the women in order to market that ebook, we're looking for those women specifically concerned about their practice of time management and how it can help them. So one of the things we can do to find out that niche audience is we can offer uh, a free report on time management, right? We can do a survey on time management. Um, we, we can write an a, a article on time management and drop links in there for people to schedule a free uh, Power Talk session specifically on time management. So there are quite a few things that we can do to try to narrow the audience down. Okay. Now, it's not always easy for business women to quickly pinpoint the right niche or audience they will cater to, but here are some ways that you can implement in your marketing strategy for finding your niche audience. Hopefully, you guys are taking notes and you are keeping it structured and organized. So, number one in how to find your niche audience is number one is find your interests and passions. More than likely, if you already have a business that is something you have already done, okay, if you, if, if you have a business that you have a passion for, then you were the first person 
right, that had the passion, you need to first take a look at yourself and ask yourself, why do I like this? What is it about this business that I like? Why did I start it? Okay? This is very, very important. And once you ask yourself that question and you discover why you started the business, what is it about the product or the service that you like, start from there, okay? Start from there with figuring out or trying to understand what are the things that drew you to your business or the service or the product. Because nine times out of ten, whatever drew you is going to draw the niche audience for whatever you are trying to market, okay? That's important. So when you love what you do, you will be more adept to catering to the needs of the people that you are going to serve because you too could use the service. You too could use the product. So you need to stand and know your own personal interest and passion for the service of the product that you have. Uh, I want to say this. As a side note to marketing, there is no one way to pinpoint necessarily or find your your niche, there are different ways that you can figure out your marketing niche, okay? But what you do need to understand is that this is what I would call a trial and error process. There are many businesswomen who are on top of and who are in tuned with their market, with their target audience, and then their niche target audience. There's many women who are in tune with that, but they've been working with their audience for years, okay? So don't feel bad if you're not yet in tune with your target market or your niche market audience, okay? So again, I want to keep those two separate because your target market, you've already hopefully defined what your target market is, right? And if you've never defined it, then start with yourself. This is why you have to Number one, find your interests and passions. Understand what's attracting you to your own business services and products. Number two is that you have to locate the problem. Every business solves some kind of problem, right, and provides a service or a product to help with that problem. So based on your interest that you will create a business from, what problem will you be solving, Okay, you have to know exactly the problem you need to solve and how it will allow you to be able to, you know, target your audience, okay, who, who is also facing the same problems as you. Do you own market research? to other competitors that are attracting you and how can you do it better, Okay. There are going to also be different softwares or different online resources. You definitely, two that are really good, you can use Google Trends, okay? You can use Google Trends to look at the trends in your industry and what's going on, but you can also look at Google Analytics, which will show you, um, and this is where you will work with your web um, designer You can work with your web designer to put a code from your Google Analytics account so you find out the different people that are 
visiting your website or clicking on a particular page, okay? And it's going to give you a number, and that kind of gives you a range and lets you know that, hey, people are interested in this topic, for example. There are other softwares out there as well. Many of you might be in various industries that also has an industry association. And oftentimes, industry associations will also provide you with reports and provide you with information on your marketing or on the market that does well within that industry. So pay attention to that and consider uh, joining your industry association as well. So, so far we've covered, number one, find your interest and your passions because that's kind of like where you start at when you're trying to figure out your target or your niche market. And then number two is locate the problem. It's like know what problem your service or your product serves or what what service and product you have uh, that people have a demand for, okay? Very, very key. Here's number three. Look into your competitors, okay? So you're looking at your competition so that you can be inspired and you can also see, uh, as an example, how they are pulling in their niche audience, okay, which is very, very important. Um, you can see the demography, the class, the race of your target market. There's softwares out there that will do that. Uh, you can especially um, identify the audience group that they may have overlooked or that they don't cater to. I know some people who have told me that they don't even market to people who earn under $100,000 in the business um, small business industry. They're not, they're not looking to provide any, any services to that individual. Well, see, Women About Biz does. Women About Biz provides uh, information to those who are at ground zero not making any money all the way up to those who are making six and seven figures, right? My, my thing is when you know what your competitors are doing, you know that they don't want to think because it helps you to formulate a niche and be able to reach out to that audience if that's something that you want. A lot of times I have uh, clients who say, well, I don't want to market to the smaller people either, you know. But when you're starting out or if you don't have consistency in your income, then you do need to consider the what we call the low-hanging fruit. You do need to consider those people who are desperately looking for services and products in your, in your industry that you can actually service, okay? Remember always some money is better than no money, but it's for the purpose of you growing your business, okay? I'm one of those people. I, I, I cater to larger companies, but my heart is always going to be with the micro, the solo entrepreneur. My heart is always going to be with that businesswoman that really is looking for assistance. And she feels alone, she feels overwhelmed, and she needs those resources. And that, that is who we cater to. That is our niche audience overall for small business, right? And so, again, I want to encourage you that if you have not – really looked into your competitors, if you don't really know who your competitors are, then that's what you have to that's where you have to first start. You've got to start looking at competitors that, you know, for lack of a better expression, who are more put together than you are, who seem to be really doing well. Um, they've got everything lined up and you're looking at them as an example to 
to see uh, that this is someone I admire. I like how they have their business put together, and this is someone that I can pattern after, um, not copy after, but pattern after, because they seem to have a grip of a grip on understanding their market, and their market is my market, right, or similar to my market. Um, Then number four, I think this is key. You have to analyze social media posts. Again, analyze social media posts, okay? This could be one of the easiest ways, by the way, to find your audience based on analytics from the different social media platforms you use for your business. You will be able to see the people that mostly engage with your pages. Okay, and we're talking about your business page. So if you have a Facebook business page, it can really, really help you niche and drill down and help you to better understand your audience. Uh, One of the things that I do know, for example, let's just take the Facebook page, okay? Um, The Facebook page is going to give you analytics on how many people visit your website, what time of day they visit your website, the best time for you to post and the best time for you to put ads up. They're going to tell you a lot of information about your audience, and you will be able to learn more about your audience, okay? Um, And from there, you will be able to create the information, tailor that information, and schedule the right time frame to provide that audience with your information. So, Social media posts can really help you, and I do know that LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they all give audience analytics on helping you understand your audience. So I think that's very key, okay? Last but not least, here's number five, is reassess your chosen niche, okay? It's never a one-size-fits-all situation. I can guarantee you that. So after you've been going for a few months, up to a year, reassess your niche and your audience if things are not working. You've got to test how well uh, what you've been doing. Uh, You've got to test it. And, And it's important for you to understand why holding yourself so accountable to marketing is key. See what needs to be adjusted or if another audience will be more drawn to your business than you thought originally, okay? Now, I believe in testing monthly, um, and so you can test monthly, quarterly, and annually, but month that monthly test is key for you to see, hey, and you're going to know. You're going to know by the number of leads you're generating. You're going to know by the amount of activity and by the amount of sales that you're closing, whether or not you are on the pulse beat of your niche audience. Very key. So it's going to be important to understand that for early stages of your business, it is going to be a trial and error. Okay, there is no one size fit all. You can't necessarily, you can look at other competitors, but their target audience may not be yours. Okay, so you've got to, you've got to know and understand. That's why it's so important, your, your preference on your audience. Okay, what you need on the service and products. Does it meet your needs? Because if your products and service don't meet your needs, then it's difficult for you to use yourself as kind of like, the guinea pig, the test um, uh, profile for all of your market. And so most of the time, most small business owners really can use themselves as the tester, okay, for their target audience. And based on your likes, your dislikes, what you are attracted to, you can then take that and find other people that are similar to you, and you can discover your niche audience in that way, okay? 
Trying out different styles and strategies until you find the options that work for you and your business is key. In other words, Seth Godwin, one of the one of the biggest people in marketing, says if your target audience is not listening, it's not their fault, it's yours. Okay? And I believe that. If things are not happening for you, and there are other things that have to be lined up as well, because if there's no consistency in marketing, then it doesn't matter who you're marketing to, they're not going to respond as much as they would if they consistently see you. I want you to keep this in mind. If you're, if you're clear on your target audience or your target market, or you, you have a hunch that of who they are, but you have not been marketing consistently to that group of people, or you haven't discovered how to reach out or where those group of people are, then nine times out of ten, you're not going to get the results that you are looking for, okay? You've got to be consistent. If you know your target market or you already know a niche of people that you want to target, then build a profile for them. Who is that person, right? Give that person a name. Make them real. You know, uh, figure out you know, what age group they are in, what their income bracket usually is, right? Or if you know the price of your product, how much money do they need to be making monthly or, or yearly in order to afford what you are offering, okay? Take a look at that. Uh, that's very, very key. And then figure out on social media, for, for example, where they might hang out at, what they might like or what they may be looking for as it pertains to your product or your service. That is very, very key, okay? So I hope you have written some good notes and that you have enjoyed the topic, how to find your niche audience. I think that is so very key as we are, I think that's so very key as we are looking at improving our marketing and becoming more consistent, okay? I think that's important for you to remember that this is, this is a part of your planning as the CEO of your business that you've got to really start paying close attention to. You can't ignore marketing and do all of the things that, that make you feel good or are cute or, oh, this, I like this, this looks so good. You know, you've got to, as the CEO, you do have to do some grunt work and dig in there and figure out, who your niche audience is, who your target audience is. And remember, it is going to be a trial and error for a while. So it's no aha moment that I know exactly who they are, I know exactly where I need to go, until you've been doing it for a while, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind. But it all starts with you taking action. It all starts with you developing an, uh, a marketing plan and getting some help, working with someone who's, who's well-versed in marketing, okay, to help you start building out your plan, help you to start building out your strategy. So, again, if you need help with your marketing, I definitely can help you to set that foundation and get you on your way and connect you with other experts um, who know even a lot more than I do who can help you on your way. So uh, get started. Scheduling your power talk, again, go to womenaboutbiz.net. And if you have not had your free power talk this year, go ahead and get it scheduled. If you have had a free power talk and you need a consultation, feel free to set up that consultation with me, and I'm here for you very, very much so. I want to go ahead at, that, at this time, and I want to uh, read you something from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer, um, someone whom I respect and someone whom 
um, is just such a good minister when it comes to telling it like it is, okay? And so, again, I want to read a couple of things that we talked about. She, she has a section that's called, um, I Can Help It. As you learn, she says, you can change the things in your life that are unfruitful and causing you problems. The devil will offer you many excuses to stay the way you are. One of the things you can expect to hear in your head as I share with you the importance of your thoughts and words is I can't help what I think. The thoughts come whether I want them or not. While it's true that thoughts come without being invited, it's not true that you cannot do anything about them. She says God's word teaches us to cast down or refute wrong thoughts. Chapter 10, verse 5. That simply means we are not to allow them to stay in our mind. You can get rid of any thought you don't want to have by simply deciding to think something else. Verbal affirmation helps in this process. If I'm thinking I don't want to go to the gym today, but knowing my heart that I should go, one part of me, my spirit, wants to go while the other part, my flesh, doesn't necessarily want to. I can say out loud, I am going to the gym today. What I say interrupts what I'm thinking and gives me something new to meditate on. If you believe the lie that you can't help what you think, then you will never change. Take responsibility for your thoughts and words and begin choosing them carefully because they are the raw material for your actions. God's plan for each of us is good. Who would not want a good plan for their life? I am sure we all do, but we are all not where we want to be. Wanting something is not enough. We must also take action. The Apostle Paul teaches us that God has a good plan, a perfect will for each of us, but we must renew our minds according to his word if we want to prove it, if we want to prove it out in experience. Read Romans 12:2. This scripture is key to success. Another scripture that teaches us the same principle is Joshua 1:8. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. She says this says it all as far as she's concerned. God's word must be something we think and talk about regularly and in all situations. If we do, and that if we must be in, and, and do the things that we ignore, then we will see what we are to do. We will do it, and we will have success. God had given Joshua a tremendous opportunity to lead the Israelites to the remainder of the way to the promised land that Moses had not conquered. He was told to fear not, be strong and courageous, and keep thinking on and speaking God's word in order to accomplish the goal in front of him. What would you like to accomplish, queens, in life? What would you like to change starting right now? Do you have some bad habits that you want to break and some good ones that you want to make? What you want won't happen unless you learn to think and speak in accordance with your desire. This is why, ladies, this is why preparing your mind for greatness in the morning is so very important. So it is with God that I say, 
God loves you, and he wants what's best for you, and he wants you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. But you must, first of all, be a good steward over the time that it's being given you. You must be a good steward over the over your talent and your potential, and you must be a good steward over the vision and the goals and the tasks that you set for yourself. In other words, you must hold yourself accountable. So it is this week that I wish you a productive week. I wish you so many opportunities coming your way, and I am thankful I am so thankful for you as a listener at Successful Woman Radio, and it is my prayer that you stay connected. Don't forget, go ahead and go to Women About Biz and schedule your power talk. If you have not had a free one, if you have, go ahead and schedule your paid consultation, and we'll take care of you right away. Take care, everybody. Love you. Bye-bye.